Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Rebecca. And this is Chills, Thrills, and Kills Podcast. <laughs> that, I think, is probably the best time we've done that. I think so, too. All right, proud of us. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll get to a point where we don't even have to comment on whether or not we did it well. <laughs> one day, one Our day, and that will be a celebration. Like, our listeners are probably like, we get it. You're trying to get the hang of saying something at the same time. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fine. Okay. Be nice. <laughs> All right. So welcome back for itty bitty number two. Woo-hoo! Yeah. So we are recording this on May 31st. So there is a lot of crazy currently going on. And I know I'm super anxious. Katie's really anxious. And the world is just really, really anxious. There's mm-hmm. a lot happening. Yep. <laughs> so for my story, I decided to do something a little more lighthearted. Yay! <laughs> Yay! We could all use something a little more lighthearted. So this is going to be four or five different instances of people doing shit and then getting caught in really really dumb ways oh this is gonna be good (laughs) yes it i don't know if you ever watched it but there was that world's dumbest criminal show yes on true tv yes that i get why they canceled it the all of the people announcing were very annoying but i fucking loved watching people be dumbasses me too. That and watching people fall in hilarious ways. I don't I can watch it all day long. All day. <laughs> Same. So I tried to bring you some of that little little bit of goodness today. So here goes nothing. I'm excited. So in 2015, Christopher Wallace was a 24-year-old man living in Fairfield, Maine. He was wanted by police for burglary and theft related to an incident at a sporting camp in Pierce Pond Township. Katie, do you want to try and guess what he stole? Uh, 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 I was going to say someone's car, but that's not very funny. (laughs) (laughs) He stole probably the dumbest things I've ever heard of. Uh, So he stole a propane cook stove. Okay. As well as a cast iron wood stove. Both of them at the same time? Yeah. Aren't those heavy? If it were just one, I'd say maybe, but both. Okay. You know, propane cook stoves are actually quite light. The cast iron wood stove, on the other hand, that's going to be a bit heavy. But why do you need both? Yeah, and why do you need to steal them? What's what's going on? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Anyways, so this occurred on January 15th, 2015. Mm-hmm. So the once figuring out exactly who they're looking for, the police issue a public statement requesting the public's assistance in locating him. At first, it doesn't really seem like anything's going to come, with, come of it. That is, until a few weeks later, when Wallace himself posts an image on Snapchat. He did not post the... Oh, oh my fucking God. So this image informs his friends that despite the current manhunt, he's returned home. Oh. 
My God. Yes. Obviously, his friends report him immediately. And Katie, if you think he's a dumbass now, just you wait. Oh, God. (sighs) So the police show up at his home where 20-year-old Erica Hall answers the door. Upon questioning, she swears Wallace has not returned home. She hasn't seen him in in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At his home, they recover the two stolen stoves, but don't find Wallace immediately. That's okay, though, because this dummy goes back to Snapchat. Oh, my fucking God. He posts that the police are in his house, but they can't find him because he's hiding in the kitchen cabinets. <laughs> I quit. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, okay. Wow. So his friends obviously call in another tip, and the police find him immediately. So not only did he lead directly to his own arrest, but also the arrest of Erica Hall, who lied to the police and harbored a fugitive. Yeah. Way to be, Erica. Wow. Way to Aiding be, and abetting. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how pissed Erica must be, though? Like, you were really... You, you didn't realize you were dumb enough when you posted the first one. You had to go back and post the second and get me a record? What? Yeah, no, I would beat him with one of those stoves. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, light it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of that going around right now. Anyways. Yeah, everything's on fire. <laughs> oh. So... That was it for Christopher Wallace, you guys. So the next one. (laughs) So the next one occurs on October 23rd, 2014. Police were called to the Wazie Sports Center due to a robbery at a sporting goods store in Black River Falls, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Upon arrival, it didn't take too long for authorities to narrow down their suspects to one individual. That individual would be 19-year-old Thomas Thorson. Thorson had not only left a large knife behind at the scene, but also his cell phone. Us, you might as well have left your wallet, your ID. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even better than that, you might as well have just been like, hey, I implanted a GPS tracker in my back. Here you go. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, mind you, I have forgotten my cell phone in all kinds of places. And once I actually left my car keys in the door to my bug, I used to drive a bug, you guys. It was the cutest car ever. I love it. But <laughs> so I left my car keys in the door to my bug at a movie theater. Okay. <laughs> well, all of my belongings were in the back because I was moving. Okay. <laughs> Fortunately, the keys were returned. But anyways, so leaving your cell phone somewhere isn't necessarily a big deal. But typically when I leave my cell phone somewhere, it doesn't usually have a photograph incriminating me in a robbery in it. (laughs) Yeah, I would hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Thorson's did. So in his phone, which I guess doesn't have a passcode, uh, the police found a photo taken while Thorson was reaching through the exhaust fan of the building. Yeah, try explaining that one away. (laughs) Oh my god. It seems that he was attempting to photograph the other side, but his face is clearly visible between the fan blades. So, giant whoopsie! Yeah, just a whoopsie. (laughs) 
<laughs> so even if there was some really weird way to explain this photo away, the surveillance footage was kind of the final nail in his coffin. Yeah, duh. <laughs> Later on this same day, because the robbery wasn't enough, Thorson attempted to cash a fraudulent check in the same town with a woman named Dawn Anderson. Now, this bitch had also enrolled her 17-year-old son, Austin, into cashing a different fraudulent check elsewhere. What a great mom. Mom of the yep. year. I, I literally wrote that in my notes. I just wrote real mother of the year. Wow. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. Okay. <laughs> So a sweep of Don's home done later by the police found 70 pieces of stolen property from nine separate robberies. Nine? Yes, nine separate robberies, 70 pieces of stolen property, and these dumbasses are out cashing fraudulent checks. Wow, someone's been busy. Not only busy, (laughs) but stupid. Very stupid. (laughs) Like, okay, guys, get a storage unit. That way, if they arrest you for one thing, I don't know. I don't have anything in my house. Search me. Rebecca, don't give away our tips. Shit, you're right. My bad. (laughs) Now I've got to cancel that storage unit. Anyway, continue. (laughs) There is still plausible deniability. Come on. I'll I'll edit this out. (laughs) Okay. So all three of them, surprise, were promptly arrested. Thomas Thorson was held on felony counts of burglary to a dwelling, as well as armed burglary and other charges. I could not find what other charges means. Oh, okay. (laughs) Don was arrested for forgery, possession of stolen property, and being party to a crime. Her 17-year-old son, Austin, which, honestly, I'm going to say, poor fucking child, this was not his fault, was arrested for being party to a crime, forgery, and party to a crime, theft. Hey, Rebecca, guess what? What? I got my heathen hippo candle in the mail today. Really? So did I. Yeah, so I got the fireside scent, and it is literally my favorite thing in the world right now. I got my white tea and fig scent, and same. Yeah, they're amazing. Not to mention, our cute little logo looks so good on the front of this candle. I 100% agree, and I just, I don't know. I want to send one to everyone. (laughs) Same. They're super affordable. They're natural because they're made out of soy. And because they're made out of soy and they're natural, they burn evenly, there's no lingering smoky smell, and they even use my favorite wood wicks. Yeah, so that nice little crackle, oh my goodness. Especially with Fireside, I imagine that would be so nice. Yeah, it's literally like I'm sitting next to a campfire in my cramped little studio. It's perfect. (laughs) I love it. So, guys, if you want one, there are nine fragrances, five customizable font options, or you can get some of their really fun standard label options. They have some Joe Exotic ones that are calling my name. So, if you want to buy some of these adorable, affordable candles, go to Heathen Hippo on Etsy. And you can use our little code, CTKPOD, and save 10%. Yeah, so uh, literally not seeing any reason you shouldn't do that. So, head on over right now. Like, right now. Right now, do it. 
his life is ruined now. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Now, when asked about the crimes, Black River Falls Police Chief Patrick LaBarbera said, It really turned out nice because we were able to solve a number of burglaries thanks to that photo. He really (laughs) did us a favor. (laughs) What a big old slap in the face. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't leave that part out. I really couldn't. Yeah, good. I'm glad you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that is it. For that one. On to the next one. Uh, In October of 2014, a lot of these happen, just a lot of crimes happen in October, you guys. I don't know what it is, but October is really popular. I mean, we were born in October, so. (laughs) Yeah, but that's a good thing. (laughs) It, It is a good thing, but now here we are. Everything happens in October, and now we're talking about it on our podcast. Fair point. (laughs) Yeah, guys, by the way, so Katie's born in October, I'm born in October, my boyfriend's birthday is October, so just be prepared, we will be talking about it the entire month of October. Yeah, because we're going to celebrate all months, so prepare yourself. Yeah, we just, we have to. (laughs) Also, my cat, Astara, I consider her birthday September 30th, so she's almost a little baby. She's almost an October baby. It counts. She's still a Libra. It counts. <laughs> it absolutely counts. <laughs> All right. So in October of 2014, Alvin Cross of Albany, Georgia, was out on probation. It was just like any other night for him. Only, damn it, I'm out of my stash. Okay. Simple problems <laughs> often require simple solutions. So he texted his dealer. This text read, you have some weed? Okay. Pretty swift and to the point. Typically how I like to have my text messages because talking to people sucks. Mm-hmm. So that same evening, interestingly enough, there's a raid on his apartment by his parole officer and several police. It turns out that when he thought he'd been texting his dealer, he'd actually texted his parole officer. <gasps> <laughs> What a dumbass. (laughs) Truly. Truly. Oh, God. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Yep. He received a one-year sentence for violating his parole and an additional year when the raid turned up cocaine. Oh, wow. Good job. (laughs) Yeah. Now, if we've learned anything from Alvin, it's that two seconds double-checking your phone could save you two years. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. (laughs) Or just years and years of shame and self-hatred, depending on what you're sending, but... (laughs) Yeah, because you will always be known as that guy. (laughs) Well, not only that, like, I haven't done this personally, but, like, how many people do you know that have been about to send a selfie, like, a naughty selfie, and then they send it to their parents or their college professor or their sibling? (laughs) That's never happened to me, I can honestly say. Thank God. (laughs) never happened to me either but there are so many instances where people post about it on the internet and I'm just like how do you not double check I can be sending something totally harmless and I'm still paranoid I'm sending it to the wrong person oh yeah most definitely it could be hey how are you and I'm gonna double check who I send it to at least three times before I press the button same so guys don't be like Alvin Cross double check your messages to save yourself years and years of either prison or suffering or just Shame. Yeah, mostly shame. (laughs) 
All right, so on to our second to last guy here. This is the story of Stefan Crane. Okay. Now, on February 16th, 2010, 19-year-old Stefan Crane was arrested after breaking into the Rivoli Republic newsroom in Hamilton, Montana. Okay. Crane allegedly broke in through a window, then proceeded to just do whatever the fuck he wanted. Okay. <laughs> now, what did he want to do, you might ask? Yeah, well, that's what was coming. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to know as well. So it turns out this translated to watching some porn. In a news studio? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. And, and logging into his personal MySpace and Facebook pages. Oh, my. What year was this? 2010. Why do you still have, uh, did I have a MySpace then? I think I had a MySpace then. Never mind. <laughs> I think I had one in 2009. But it kind of, I think it was phasing out by then. I'm pretty sure I had one because I had been graduated from high school for two years. And I want to say I started my Facebook page in 2010. So, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I'm pretty certain I still have a MySpace page. But I haven't logged into it in years. Oh, God, that would be so interesting. <laughs> I mean, I know I know for a fact I have one. I just it's just finding it that's <laughs> that's the issue. <sighs> I hope I just didn't sick the world on me trying to find that. But anyway. <laughs> oh god. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's embarrassing. And now I'm just thinking of the coach from Letter Kenny. That's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so note on the coach from Letterkenny. Have you watched Fargo? I have not. He plays a um, detective or like a sheriff's deputy or something in it, and I cannot take him seriously. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just gonna start throwing shit. I know he is. He's gonna kick a trash can and shit's gonna go down. I love it. <laughs> Anyways, back to the this, uh, this other dummy we can't take seriously. Yeah. <laughs> So if signing into his own personal MySpace and Facebook pages wasn't dumb enough, when Crane had finished with his shenanigans, he stole some snacks from the break room, which, fair, I'm sure breaking and entering does make you pretty hungry. But then this dumbass proceeds to Hansel and Gretel himself into capture by leaving a trail of stolen M&Ms to his sister's door. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> Following his arrest, Crane confessed to the crime and stated that he'd been inebriated when he was dropped off at his sister's apartment building right next door. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like you'd have to be drunk to be that stupid, but yeah, I don't know. I hope so. I certainly do, too. Though <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't open the door to let him in, uh, he then tried to get in through her window, which failed. Well, there was a newspaper from Rivoli on the floor next to him, which probably led to his bright idea. He said that he was always curious about what was in the newsroom, and he thought that maybe he could also find something to help him break into his sister's apartment. Okay. Yes. Timing, okay. timing from, you know, just the different computer activity shows that he was in the building for about three hours. Ooh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. 
He was remanded on felony charges of burglary and criminal mischief, as well as a misdemeanor count of theft. He was booked into the Rivoli County Detention Center. Wow. Guys, just don't be that stupid. Please don't be that stupid. Okay, or, so... Or, on another note, if you're a serial killer, please be that stupid. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Please leave a trail of M&Ms from one <laughs> victim to another and then to yourself. <laughs> or or just from the first victim to yourself. Just cut out, cut out all of it. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> <sighs> now, it sounded like you were going to say something. Oh, I was going to say, I don't remember if you said how he got into the news studio. Yeah, he got in through a window, apparently. Okay, so did he break the window? Was it open? Everything I read, it kind of implied that it was broken. Okay, so why didn't he just break the window to get into his sister's apartment? I don't understand. Because he's stupid. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of the point of this itty bitty or did you? <laughs> yeah, no, but I just don't, like, uh, Okay. Anyway. <laughs> People are trash. We know this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so our final story comes out of Gold Coast, Queenla- Queensland, Australia. Okay. Mind you, I don't know how to say this first person's name, and I couldn't find anything news-wise where they say it out loud, so sorry, dude. <laughs> so, Riss Jones, age 21, and Carrie Mules, age 20, were two friends visiting Queensland, Australia. They were both from South Wales and had been on a working holiday visa. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't know was a thing before now, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> so on April 14th, 2012, the two attended a party on the beach. They were living it up and having a good time and definitely got just like a little too drunk. Mm-hmm. You could say, like, a little bit. <laughs> I can't say that I've ever gotten this drunk, but holy shit, you guys. (laughs) So these two, along with an unnamed 18-year-old local, decided to break off from the main party and have some fun of their own. The three decide to break into the Gold Coast, Queensland, Sea World. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. So I have no idea what the 18-year-old does in this situation. They're left out of the report almost entirely, which was so frustrating. (laughs) But yeah, they're completely left out of it until the very end. So so Rich Jones and Carrie Mules have one hell of a frolic. They swim with dolphins for a while, which, like, if I were going to get arrested, I would definitely want it to be for that. Oh yeah, make it worth it. <laughs> yeah, not that I'm not that I believe in dolphin captivity or support SeaWorld in any way, shape, or form, but you know, someone with dolphins would be a badass way to end up in prison. All I'm saying. <laughs> so after swimming with dolphins, I guess they decide to shoot off a fire extinguisher in a shark enclosure. Okay. I mean, I don't really get it, but cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. After this is where things just really push, start to push the limits. (laughs) So they actually steal a seven-year-old fairy penguin named Dirk from his aquarium and then bring him home. Oh my god. (laughs) 
So the next morning, these two 20-somethings wake up with excruciating hangovers, understandably, mm-hmm. and a mother-fluffing penguin. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. at first, they attempt to take care of the penguin. They try to feed it, and they put it in the shower. But obviously, these two dumbasses cannot even take care of themselves. So how the fuck are they going to take care of a penguin? Right. So they're later responded by some locals releasing Dirk into a local canal. Dirk was later rescued and returned to his partner Peaches. Peaches. I love I love that Dirk has a partner and I love that her name is Peaches. How cute. So the Brisbane magistrate accepted an ap- Brisbane, sorry, the Brisbane magistrate accepted an appeal not to record their convictions against the two due to their sheer stupidity. Mm-hmm. I just, I the judge actually said that. Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. <laughs> uh, so they were each fined one thousand Australian dollars, which today in America is six hundred sixty-six dollars and eighty cents. Approximately. (laughs) The magistrate also said, maybe next time you're at a party, you'll consider drinking a little less vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The unnamed 18-year-old is facing a single charge of trespassing. And that's where that story ends, you guys. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Uh, So I hope that was a little bit more lighthearted and... That you enjoyed it. I know I definitely enjoyed researching it. There were so many options to choose from, which I think says a lot about where we are as a planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <sighs> wow. That was that was that. <laughs> yeah, that that last one. I just I knew I had to end on it. it it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean <sighs> okay. Um. All right, guys. Well, if you like us, maybe even love us, you can find us on Facebook at CTK Podcast. Or you can find us on Twitter at CTK Pod. Or you can find us on Instagram at CTK Pod. Yep. And if you have any fun stories to send in, whether it's true crime, paranormal, just something that spooked the shit out of you, or you just want to tell us, I don't know what you ate for breakfast in the morning. Please go ahead, send those in to our email at chills, thrills, and kills at gmail.com. Well, guys, until next time. Bye. Bye.